Hey there, and welcome back to Ginger Biz, the podcast. I'm Katie, your host, and today we're going to be diving into the topic of being street smart in business. So let's dive on in. I'm a ginger who snaps photos, but my real jam is business. Originally from the Pacific Northwest, now kicking it on the East Coast. I'm a successful entrepreneur who wants to share my passion with the world. We will walk through my journey as an entrepreneur while balancing motherhood, a full-time executive role, and living life to its fullest. This podcast will be an educational resource on entrepreneurship, a raw, uncut look at motherhood, and a place for you to find encouragement. Whether you're exploring entrepreneurship, been at it a couple years, are a mother, a full-time employee, or just want a good laugh while learning, put your headphones on because we're diving in. I'm Katie, and I'm so excited to have you here. What does it mean to be street smart? What do you think of when hearing that phrase? Usually we associate it with an urban environment, meaning something like knowing your way around, being wise to what's going on around you, and being able to spot scams or things out of the norm. Maybe the experience to get you out of sticky situations, stuff like that, right? So now the next question would be, do you think this is something that you are more or less born with? Or is it a skill set that you can learn? Let me answer this. I believe it is definitely a skill. There is certainly some intuition, but that largely comes from experience and from learning from others with that experience. The business world as an entrepreneur also comes with walking on some risky streets, if you will. Being able to read people in situations, being able to find opportunities and seize them, sometimes having to be thoughtful about getting into or out of situations that might arise and take care of your passion in your business. So it is all present in a world of entrepreneurship, right? There is a quote, I believe, from Elon Musk where he says, Drug dealers know more about running a business than 95% of college professors. Let's, let's hear that again. Drug dealers know more about running a business than 95% of college professors. He says this because of the experience being out there and getting stuff done. You get street smarts through having both failures and successes and being a student of both, noting what happened, why it happened, what to do differently next time, things that are hard to learn sometimes until you've just been there and done that, right? I think that street smarts in business can also come from having a few important values and disciplines that you are religious about paying attention to in your actions. So let's talk about these. Dealing with people. When you are working with a client or vendor, remember that you are doing business with that person. If you are reaching out to a florist, remember that you aren't just doing business with the local floral company. You're doing business with Susie Q, the owner of that company. It's Katie to Susie, not just, you know, Katie and co to said floral business. It is a personal, in some regards, business transaction. Practice putting yourself in their head and seeing things from their perspective. Stop always trying to convince them to see things your way and instead look at it from their perspective and try and help them see your point or your service in a way that resonates with them. 
a street smart entrepreneur will actively listen and find ways that they can present their service or partnership in a way that helps the person you are working with and connects with them. So you are not simply telling them what you think, but rather helping them see for themselves the potential in working with you. Be patient, listen thoroughly, and understand how they see it. One thing I'm a big believer in is the DISC profile, or any personality tests for that matter. Learning the other profiles in addition to your own can help you recognize it in others and meet them where they need to be met or speak to them how they need to hear it. You can hop over to episode 62 of Ginger Biz, the podcast, where I'm joined by Julie Blakely talking about the disc profile and kind of what that means. But again, this can be any sort of personality test because it's so important to know who you're speaking with and how you should speak with them. It also helps you offer more grace and other um, understanding factors when you know what their communication style is too. And you can kind of identify these. For me, it's gotten to the point where with Katie and co, when we have clients for our virtual assisting firm, that I can tell based on their communication style, likely what kind of personality or um, leadership skill set they have and how they address that. Whereas 10 years ago, five years ago, I might've been off put by someone being super blunt and straightforward. Whereas now I might just chalk it up to them being a D in the disc profile and that's how they communicate. And I know how to communicate back to them now. So it's super important to kind of understand those elements and be able to be open to different personalities and different leadership styles so that you can best speak to and lead them to the service that they need. Number two is work smarter, not harder. Huge fan of this one. Sometimes this takes learning before working, like researching your market, understanding trends, creating action plans, and finding resources to latch onto, thinking through plan Bs, learning the best path to take before striking out. And by doing so, you avoid a little backtracking and redoing along the way. There will inevitably be some trial and error for all of us. But being disciplined about learning and being smart with each step you take will always avoid some of that hard work of fixing mistakes as you go. Don't let working hard be an excuse for working smart, even though you will still have to be working hard. Okay, so... I recently, at my day job, we have a standing meeting every Wednesday with a group of senior leaders, and we will bring like a dad joke or a quote or something of the sorts. And last week there were quotes, and someone said something to the effect of, if you don't have time to do it right the first time, do you have time to do it better the second time? Or something to that. I'm going to have to look it up. But basically stating that like, if you don't do it right the first time, if you don't take the time to focus on it and do it correctly the first go round, then inevitably you will have to do it twice, making it take even longer. So it's important to do it right the first time if you're limited on time. And I totally agree with that. Like that is working smart, not working hard. You could bust out three different things for the same deadline, for the same task or project and If you're intentional with your time and you're smart about it, you could just bust out one really, really, really amazing one. So it's important to be intentional with this. It's common for us to find pride in how hard we work, right? Busy bodies, we all know them, but we can't let that be to our detriment. When we create sound, 
processes and automations for getting work done, we will find it easier to work during our working hours and stop after quitting time each day. Practice the art of delegation, even if that means delegating to your CRM system and not always another person. Be productive when productivity is at its peak time, such as in the morning hours when your energy is high and the distractions are low, and let family time or networking time be just that. This is something at my day job I also notice, and my team around me notices too, because my boss pointed it out the other day. Somehow we were talking about working smart, not hard, and like quality over quantity, and he was like, oh yeah. Katie fizzles out a little bit in the afternoons, like in the evenings, because if I'm there past five o'clock, like my brain is a little bit of mush. So I'm not able to navigate and hop around from project to project quite as quickly at that hour. So I focus on one thing, but I've also shifted my work schedule to usually end before 5 p.m. because I know that the morning hours are when I am going to get stuff done. So just being intentional with that. Number three, surround yourself with people who are smarter than you. There are a couple angles to look at this one. One way is outsourcing and working with team members who can operate in their areas of genius while you work in yours. Have you ever seen a heist movie? The mastermind is usually not the same guy cracking the safe or driving the getaway car. They find team members who are experts at those tasks to handle them. Think about social media management or marketing. You might be incredible at making floral arrangements, but don't know where to start with creating an Instagram reel or struggle with balancing the finances. That's totally okay. There are others who can do those things well and much easier than you. When you surround yourself with people who are smarter than you in those areas, they will be working at a high level while you can have more time making the perfect floral arrangements for each and every client. Another benefit of surrounding yourself with smart people, even if they aren't business associates, is being able to get a collectively much smarter street sense. You can learn from their experiences. They can spot opportunities that you didn't notice, help you be wary of risky situations where red flags don't necessarily stand out to you, or many other things you can get by having some extra eyes and ears of smart people helping the interests of you and your business. So that might look like a mentorship or a collaborative or going to a monthly meetup where you're going to meet other people who've been in the industry longer. Now, in collaboratives or monthly meetups, you'll also find people who maybe are much more new starting out and you can be that person for them. It's really important to find that happy medium. And again, going back to kind of surrounding yourself with team members who have a specialty niche, it's like taxes. Nobody wants to do taxes, but Hire an accountant who can do them for you, who's going to be so much more efficient with their time and the quality that they deliver. Lots of opportunities there within number three. And number four, take care of yourself. A healthy work-life balance and maintaining joy in your business is a big key to staying smart. If you work 20 hours a day and try to handle every detail and make every decision possible before spending time with your family or getting rest, you will quickly find the joy zapped right out of you then what good is anything in the end? A passionate and focused business owner can easily get swept up in the work and not leave any room for self-care or rest. When you become lost in the work and the other areas of your life suffer, no one is going to see you as someone that they want to work with or be like. So 
Remember that owning your own business is, in a lot of ways, a means to an end. It is your path to control when you're working, to hone in on your values, have more family time, and to live a more fulfilling life. So remember to maintain a strong work-life balance and encourage those around you to do the same so that you can be at your best and savviest during those work hours. This is something that I have learned immensely over the years and then magnify it when I had a child because the last three years of having a crazy kid, not always running around, but crawling or crying or whatever, being around, it really made me hone in and be intentional with my time. But it also gave me a lot more guilt and a lot more drive to be intentional with that time because I want to play with my kid when I can play with my kid. I recently saw a meme or a reel or whatever you call it um, on Instagram, maybe last week. And it was like, if you ever have to choose between work and your kid, always choose your kid because the work will always be there, but your kid won't. They're going to grow and change day to day, moment to moment, month to month, year to year. And that's exponential. So if it's ever a choice between time with your kid or time at work, choose your kid work you can go back to tomorrow, right? So that kind of resonated with me and has also helped to encourage me when I decide to put down my schoolwork or to put down this podcast or to put down client like communications and stuff like that and just really focus on being present with my child and my husband. And it's been really beneficial too because then I can go back refreshed and ready to go when I do sign in to work. Number five, learn to see the big picture without losing track of the details. Have you heard the saying, you cannot see the forest for the trees? This is a saying that means you can't see the big picture, the forest, because you are so focused on the details in front of you, the trees. It is important that you learn to see both. We don't want our heads in the clouds all the time, but we also need to know what trends are happening around us and see what is working for our peers. As a photographer, I need to focus on each image I take edit each image and ensure that they are all A plus material for my clients and they represent me in the best possible way. As a photographer, I need to focus on each image I take, edit each image and ensure that they are all A plus material that my clients will be happy with and will represent me the best way possible. I could easily get lost in taking so much care with each picture that I lose track of understanding that my goal is to be in each experience and my clients are a part of it. It could get in the way of working on my online presence or specifically in my case, becoming an educator and mentoring others, which is more aligned with my long-term goals, but I still need to deliver top-notch photos. So I need to develop practices that leave room for both. Maybe that means planning ahead for times that I will focus on certain things or delegating more to free up my brain space. Whatever that means for you, don't lose sight of the forest because the trees are blocking. Just remember that without trees, there wouldn't be a forest anyways. It's most definitely a balance, but an important one to master. And honestly, I feel like sometimes we can get so confused by number five, like learning to see the big picture, but also focusing on the details. So you kind of got to get in a dance that makes sense to you, that works for you. For me, with editing each and every picture, 
I had to set a time limit on how many times I'd revisit photos because I will edit them, then go back and double check them and then check them again. And at some point in my workflow, I had to make sure that it was effective use of my time while also giving that quality content to the consumer, right? my clients who I'm serving. And so just finding that balance for you is so important, but really focus on mastering it. In conclusion, those are five skills that I categorize as being street smart in business. Dealing with people, working smarter, not harder, surrounding yourself with smart people, self-care and taking time to rest, and also seeing the big picture along with the small details. That is not everything. We could talk about confidence and watching your money and urgency versus emergency and so many other topics in this. So stay tuned because we might have to add a part two for being street smart in your business. But it's important to learn that your skill is your craft. A good attitude in problem solving, while crucial, aren't all that it takes to be a good business owner. It takes putting many things together, and most of them are things that you can learn and practice regularly. If you are thoughtful about our approach to building good habits and working on these skill sets above, we can then do our best to shorten the learning curves and avoid some potholes along the way. Balance your vision, your goals with day-to-day realities of what it takes to be productive and effective in your business. Much like if you were on the streets and trying to keep yourself alive while finding a way to get the job done. Guys, until next time, thank you so much for listening. I'm Katie, your host, and keep on diving in.